Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Jenny Wren. I've been a festival booker for over 15 years. Mom of two, four, if you count the dogs. I've buried my sister and my parents, partied like it was 1999 for over 20 years, modeled for five minutes, worn far too many accessories and not enough self-care. I've had breast cancer and epiphanies. Safe to say, she's been around. You're listening to Hindsight Conversations, where my guests are invited to bring to the table what it is they want to discuss, feel ready to share from where they are in their lives. We meet it together with no agenda. No topic is off limits, from the frivolous to the profound, the gnarly to the joyful, painful to the practical. Red flag moments you can only see when looking back, but looking back to move forward. Join me weekly where we explore the 2020 vision of hindsight. Everyone has it. In this episode, I speak to Malato Ochena Okuri, a writer of African descent, an academic and member of the Arts Council of Ireland. She tells great anecdotal stories, which, in her words, can sometimes go on for long. In fact, it's stories that bind this episode from what she calls her manual for life. Good morning, Malatu. It is so lovely to sit across the table from you. <laughs> I do. <know. laughs> and in fact, you're the first person I've gotten to sit across the table from and, ah, and conduct okay. a conversation what a celebration. In, in person. <laughs> so it does feel, um, yeah, I feel kind of more grown up or something. It feels very cool and it's lovely to be able to see your face and um, yeah, just, just get a better sense of you entirely, which is um, such a pleasure. The concept of hindsight is still the same. We have it all through our lives. We're ever changing, ever evolving. Um, and when we spoke last, you once I think you understood that we I didn't have you on the the episode just to, you know, talk about your work or, you know, your arrival into the country or anything like that. There's no boundaries around. I just wanted you as a beautiful woman Um to, you know, we're, we're moms, etc. And you went down a road that I suppose I was a little bit surprised with. Um, but we went there and it was great fun. <laughs> and perhaps you'd like to go there again. I'm I'm not sure. Well, definitely. Um, we we talked about, you know, you, we looked at hindsight, you know, that mm. was the topic. And I thought, you know, what exactly, what epitomizes this subject for me in, mm. in all these... Um, in all its wholeness, I'll use that word. And um, for me, that's my spirituality in a sense, because I didn't start off, I've always 
been a Christian somewhat, you know, a churchgoer, let me call it that. Mm. And then things kind of changed. And um, the more I delved into the word of God, as I will put it, you know, and um, things kind of, you know, I, I grew up, uh, I, 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 I grew as a person, not in sense of age, because you, you we tend to think that we've matured, but there are certain areas of us that are still, you know, childlike in a sense, which is a beautiful thing, but we need to, yeah, as the, I'm, I'm going straight in, you know, as the Bible calls it, it says, you know, sometimes you, you're, you, 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 we, we drink milk, but we need to become eat meat eaters in a sense, so become tougher and become more mature. And the only thing that can, you know, um, give us that strength or that sense of maturity is the Bible, the Word of God. And the more uh, um, I went into studying the Word of God, the stronger I became, you know, in a sense, the more I realized that, you know, so many things that would have left me, oh my God, floundering or drowning or, you know, just it's just, it kind of steadied me. And I understood human beings from a, a different perspective. Mm. Like I told you, you know, I said to you that the Bible is like a, a, a book full of stories. That's yes. the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that. <laughs> it is my behavioral science book. <laughs> if, if it's like textbook. If I see anything or whatever, I just need to go in there and read up on it, you know, and then follow the story and see the beginning and the end. And nothing has changed as much as the world we we talk about so many philosophers and all that, but none of them matches what's actually the stories that are in the Bible. And every, every one of them is real. Like, I can tell you about yourself. If if I, if I know, I can actually look at, you know, the things that, if you tell me about an experience, I can actually look, you know, use that, go to the Bible and find someone whose story is so similar to yours that we would be amazed and tell you how, you know, the start of it and how it ended. Uh, you, everyone is in there. Every character you can think of is created. Nothing has really changed. We've just, you know, we're just using new new methods. Like I said the mobile phones are there now, but then that you see that even with the mobile phones, there are references to it in the Bible that you see, ah, that's, you know, actually what he's talking about, you know. So it's such a a deep book and a great book as well. And it's really built me up in character-wise, personality-wise. Uh, you know, I'm stronger. You know, I'm not easily faced by things anymore as I would have been in the past. And I grow each, like I told you, you know, when we had the, the other interview, I grow each day. How I am today is not how I'm going to wake up tomorrow. You know, um, things that probably I might still get angry about today, I probably would not tomorrow, you know. So it's that change, that growth is always there mm. for me. And when did that start for you? say, you know, I think uh, there were so many things that happened. I, I would say that it was, this was not even at the time when I left. Um, this was not the period when I was in direct provision or when I left direct provision. It was kind of much later mm -hmm. in life, uh, later than that. I think it was when I moved to Sligo because mm. I was living in Ardenstown for a while. You know, and then when I lost that apartment, you know, this was a time of, you know, people you know, lost taking back their homes and all of which, which is okay in a sense. It's not like it's anyone's fault. And, you know, that was just how the nation was at the time. So I had to move. I, I didn't, um, so I, I had to, the only place I could find, like there was a house ready for me. Someone I, I, I knew at the time told me, or I still know, told me that there was a house available near hers in Sligo. And I, I thought, still, you know, I'm just going to move there. And uh, I moved to Sligo. 
and at the time I was really, you know, it was such, I felt a sense of loss, you know, mm. moving there because I didn't know anyone there. And, and the person that actually, you know, uh, mentioned the house to me was not someone I was very close to when I was in direct She was a friend to a friend to a friend, you know, that kind of um, three friends away. So mm-hmm. it was just, so I, I didn't know anyone there. So I, I just moving there felt so lonely. So it was just a time of starting all over again, which I've mm-hmm. done quite a bit in life, mm-hmm. you know. So um, being there, I think that was when I really, and then I lost um, my my little sister at the time as well. So it's just like a time of, okay, what do I do? Who do I hold on to here? You know, and uh, that made me, I, I I found God in a different way. And, uh, and that brought me to the word of God in a different light. Um, because, you know, in the past, I would have been someone who would only know as much as I hear in church, you know, whenever a pastor or a priest or a minister, whoever is preaching, you know, that's it's all that they say that I know, you know, to say open to Mark 3, and that's all I'm going to open and just read and that's it. It ends, you know, when I leave church. But then, you know, that period, I, I kind of started studying the word of God and that, you know, and there's a, there's a, a scripture that actually came to mind where it says, um, this was um, King David at the time he went to war and um, while he was at war um, you know there's this um, would I say a group of people that he's always he's, he's gone into war with fight a bit the Philistines at the time so they went you know he was at war somewhere else and they went to his um, to where he was hiding in the you know where in the, in the wilds and you know, with his army and they they, they, they took his his um, his family, his wives, you know, all of the, the army that went with him to war, they took their families, they took their, you know, everything. They kind of, you know, ransacked the whole camp and took everything with them. So when David and his 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 mates, they came back from war, they realized that everything was gone. The children were gone, the wives were gone. So his, um, what I say, his army mates were very angry with him and no one was talking to him. So they isolated him, mm. you know. And at that time he cried and he and the Bible says, there's just this line that says, and David encouraged himself in the word of God. So he went there and he found, you know, he read scriptures of things, you know, of course, this Bible is always of histories and all of that. So he encouraged himself in the word of God. And, and that was just so beautifully written. And that was just my life at that time. I encouraged myself mm, in the word of God. You felt isolated. You, yeah. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I was away from my friends. I was away from mm. everything that was familiar to me, which, which was Dublin at mm. the time, because I've always, you know, lived in Dublin. So um, that was, you know, eventually he recovered everything, but just just that, that mm. just that line there um, was so um, strong for me. So and um, this that, was that around, was your life, boy. It sounded yeah. like that was your yeah. That's what oh, you grabbed onto. Definitely, definitely, and you know, which was what I I kind of like held on to, and you know, and everything in life, you realize that thing just never remains the same. Mm. You know, things change. You just have to be patient with life you know so that taught me a lot you know I, I, I just like I said to you it just became this book of really huge and so I became I, I learned how to be unfazed by things because everything changes mm. things change no matter how you know we, we, we always say this line that you know uh, um, you know, light always comes with the morning, or what I, I can't remember how he said, but you know, but it's that's actually true. Everything changed, nothing ever remains the same. You just have to hang in there, mm-hmm. and that's it through the tough times, and you get by. Yeah, I loved where because of 
because of how you're known professionally, which is a beautiful writer and um, a, the book of stories that you initially put out, um, I guess, got your name on the map. So I found it very amusing and, a, and a, because I worked in marketing, for me, it's always about the marketing. So when you describe the Bible as just a really good book, <laughs> and a good book of stories, it kind of just, it gave me, it, it made me feel like, Jesus. Well, sorry. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> it's all right. I say Jesus all the time. Um, you know, it's it's you know when it isn't being thrown at me from the top mm. of the church and in a pious way, and for all of the reasons that I ran from the church and Catholicism. But when you isolate it and look upon it as a book of stories and all the archetypal um, characters that are in there, my children went to a Waldorf school, and there, although it's it's not Christian per se, it isn't the Christianity, but they mm. use the saints as archetypal characters like that because what they go through and how they sort of manage themselves. And it was just when you said, when we had our last conversation, it just, it, it kind of sold it to me in a different way. It was like, you know what, I think I could read that with different eyes now. Oh my God, I urge you to, Jenny. I urge you to, it would change your life. I'm not I'm not telling you because I want <laughs> you to, you know, start going to church, you know, all mm. of those things. I just urge you to because there's just so many hidden secrets mm. in there. You know, it's such a character builder, you know. And there were so many things like, you know, like all my years, I feel it was even until I discovered this, I feel like I wasted so much time and emotions and, you know, things that I could have handled differently I, that I wish, I you know, I knew the word of God at that time as much as I do now. Because I remember there's so many stories, you know, even the story of Jonah. I think I mentioned that this mm. last time we, were, uh, we talked. I remember, you know, all the times I've heard the stories of Jonah, it's always about this man that, you know, that went into the belly speech and stayed for three days. But then when I read it myself, I realized that there were so many things to that story. So many, you know, his relationship with God, for instance, the way that they could talk to each other, you know, like, a, you know, a father and, a, and the way, and it made me realize how much we can actually, I, I know some people don't believe that there's this, being there, you know, I I, I I had this discussion with someone the other day. I said, I would rather you know, everything we do in life, you know, you might, people might call it foolishness, but at the end of the day, everything we do in life is about having faith in something, believing. You got into your car and you had to believe that you were going to get here. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a kind of faith that you had to exercise. We get on the plane, you know, there's a pilot. We don't see the pilot sometimes, but then you hope he has a, that he is who he says he is. And he has, you know, like he, he's actually, he actually knows how to fly. And then we trust it. We trust this plane and we trust this person, you know, behind the seat to get us from one point to another. So we believe every single day, you know, as, as you go to bed and you hope and you have faith that you're going to wake up. So we actually do practice faith and belief and all of those things every single second of our lives. Mm. So, but then when you mention God and something like, oh, how can you believe it? But then you're believing in every other thing that, you know, you don't see and you don't know and you don't question it. You know, you go to the hospital, the doctor says you have AIDS, you believe. Mm -hmm. You don't question it. So why wouldn't I believe it? I would rather believe in that than believe. I would rather believe in God. At least I know. And someone who loves me unconditionally than to believe in someone whose, you know, love is conditional. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And today they feel like they love me and tomorrow they don't feel like it. You know, today they're having good days. Tomorrow they're having, like, I have my good days. I don't need another person, you know, that we're having another good days and bad days alongside me. I need to believe in something better than <laughs> I am at the moment, you know. So I, I, I just have this discussion with them. I'm like, oh, that's just all it is, you know, I believe. So in, in reading that book of Jonah, it, it shows you the relationship that Jonah actually has with God and the the kind of love, you know, like how God actually treats him like, you know, like a child. Like, I, I understand you. I understand your reluctance. I understand, you, you know, how, you know, so your child might be reluctant to do something and you're trying to show them why, like, why did you let um, um, so-and-so have a pass? And you're like, okay, this is why I'm letting so that they can learn. And, you know, that, that's, these are just the lessons that are there. But the Bible is so intriguing and so mm. interesting as a as a thing I, I, honestly jenny i can't tell you how unfazed about life reading the bible has made me yeah i i can't even um not in a bad way but I, you know you just kind of understand human character yeah and understand human beings in a different way and and how you know, we we tend to. There's a lot of small screen that we we have as uh, uh, you know as humans or certain humans can have, and so many you know we're kind of a bit theatrical in, in a sense. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> I always call it the kind of the front of house. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> then, you know, the kitchen at the back is a shambles. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that. There's so a lot. So of... you kind of look beyond all of that, mm. you know, and where all those things come from. You know, it's it's always this sense of um, you know of fear and all of that. So mm. you kind of look beyond, and it teaches you, you know, patience as well. You know, it te- it teaches you understanding. You realize that you know, we are we just can't we can't actually. There's so much we can't do on our own that we just need something else, something extra mm. to be able to do. We just so much we can. We're limited as 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 you know as human beings. Though. So we need that extra. Strength. It's all about interpretation, you know, and and I, the, the Catholic Church for me just interpreted things incorrectly. As far as I'm concerned, that's purely my opinion, um, because the I remember at quite a young age, like my my father actually studied to be a priest. Mm. And he left the church. Uh, this my dad was born in 1918, so this oh, is a long, long time ago. Yeah. yeah, and he studied to be a, a, a priest in a seminary in France. And and he left. So he was very close to the church. He loved it. He loved everything about it. But he was staunch that priests should get married. He was so vehemently. That's why he left the church. Uh, he was against it. He thought it was wrong. And I think he began to see what was going wrong all the way back then. And that's why he left. He couldn't. Um, he couldn't be part of that. Um, we think my grandmother may have not spoken to him again. We're not sure. I don't know. So I was very close to the church and the teachings and all of that. And I went to the Catholic school. But I, I remember feeling so let down by, you know, there was kind of the women in the locale and this very piousness and a bit like that, that you dress up to go to mass. But are you being that kind at home? Are you doing it on the streets? And also this kind of looking, oop, I've dropped something, looking outwardly to God as opposed to, well, hang on a minute. God is within me. I am God. I believe that more that we are all. Um, but I still like you. This, I suppose that's why I was so amused and intrigued when, you know, how you presented the Bible, because it is, there are great stories. Um, 
but I think we need to internalize those characters a little bit more rather than, you know, yeah. for me, it's not out there. And, and I can I can identify with, you know, Buddhist teachings. And I think we're all there. Were, a lot of them are saying the same thing. Would, for a long time, I didn't understand certain things, you know, um, just like, you know, you've just said something there about the, the teachings and, you know, how people acted and all of that. Uh, for a long time, I, I struggled with that. And, and and I'm just saying no, not just about other people, but about, about myself as well, you know. Um, but I, I've come to realize that in everything, you know, one thing that the, the Word of God teaches you is love. You know, and I think that sometimes we're so busy trying to fix so many things, fixing somebody else as mm -hmm. opposed to ourselves, you know, our, our, ourselves. And and I realized that, you know, the most important person to fix is yourself. And the only way you can fix yourself is, I, I'm not saying that this, you know, someone cannot maybe annoy you. Uh, or, you know, the Bible even says, don't go to bed mad, you know, as well. So that, that means it acknowledges <laughs> that you might get pissed off, you know. So, but don't don't just let it linger for too long because then there's a problem. So um, it, it's just to teach love. And I think that when we understand that, you know, when we look beyond everything else and just learn to just, you know, like, oh, Jenny, uh, you know, just show love and, you know, uh, and let that go, that we... Uh, the, the other way that we have been practicing in terms of it became the wrong way of practicing Christianity mm. because, you know, Christianity is about allowing people, you know, Jesus, if we look at Jesus himself, he wasn't, he didn't even vibe, uh, you know, he didn't vibe with the, you know, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, you know, all of the religious people because he was just looking out, looking for the others, the, all the others. And those were the people that he actually in, you know, mm -hmm. and that's where we always get strong because even Christians today, they're always looking for the, the people like them as opposed, as opposed to looking for the others, you know. And I was just having this conversation with um, someone recently and I said, um, you know, we have to look beyond that because we're always looking at things, you know, the Bible says this is wrong, that is wrong. So when we see things that are like that, that the Bible says are wrong, we focus on them, forgetting that we ourselves are doing certain things that the Bible says is wrong, but then we're doing it, you know, we normalize it, you know. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. So it's it's good for us to kind of leave that, you know, be open to love to loving people. And then those people that you think are different from you, if you love them, the only thing that God requires us to do, he says play he said, pray for liberals into my into my kingdom, that they would, you know, they would harvest that because he says to harvest is many, but the laborers are few. So all he asked us is he didn't ask us to be the laborers going to, you know, get those people to bring them in. He just says pray. So when you pray for, you know, laborers into God's kingdom, then he gets the right people to go to those people. But then if you are not showing those people love, if, you know, if you, someone comes in and you look at them and they don't fit in and da, 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 you know, and then all of a sudden you give them seats at the back and then someone comes in with the, you know, daddy, mommy, three children, you know, yeah, I love that. and then you give them the front seat. That's opposite of what God mm -hmm. says you should do, you know. So that's... And that's just how Christianity has been for a long time, and I, I and I and that's why so many people are opposed or strongly opposed to it. As I said, for me, the, the interest point, and particularly with how, you know with your work, is is the Bible. I think that just seems, and I can see your face as you're talking about it. That really is the central point and the stories. So the almost like the the sales system around it in terms of the church. Um, is a by the way for me anyway. And and I was struck as you were talking about, um, you know, Jonah and, you know, some of these stories are so that they're a little bit difficult to get your head around. They're not necessarily user friendly. Have you ever considered kind of rewriting, <laughs> not rewriting the Bible, but, you know, making it a bit more user friendly, making like, you know, just pull out the, the those learnings in and remove this almost remove the church a little bit and that might sound dangerous and I'm, I'm a, I appreciate and understand I'm speaking to you as a Christian but uh, you know because there is such good stuff within these stories um and you don't have to be a Christian to or a practicing Catholic um or to even believe in God to access those stories have you ever considered doing something like that not really <laughs> not really because I've always thought that it's um is is yeah I think it's just the fact that it's called the bible that kind of makes you people touch it. Yeah, that people kind of go mm, there yeah. must be something there well, that was, will bite yeah, me you you're know? gonna you know you're threatening to get demons out of people with <laughs> no. it it's not a it's not a not it's not a happy read you know <laughs> oh my god it's such a happy read I can't even tell you okay just recently uh, okay I'm just gonna tell you something happened recently and, you know, I went into the Bible. Yeah, I told you, you know, when events happen, I just kind mm -hmm. of like try to match it with a story. In the, I just kind of reassure myself, like, what do I do or how do I go? And, you know, and uh, that's just a few things that were just happening recently. And then I went to, I'm just going to read this to you, if you don't mind, if yeah. you have the time. <laughs> and then I went to the book of, um, this is Acts of the Apostle, and I read the story of um, of Paul. 
when Paul, you know, because he has gone, he was going from city to city and he was, he was um, a hardcore, you know, he was hardcore against Christians. So he, he grew up persecuting them. Like he would arrest them, throw them in jail, have, you know, things like that. So these were followers of Jesus after Jesus died. So he, at the time, his name was Saul. And he would go around doing all of these things, you know, like getting them and arresting them and all of that until he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. I don't know how much you know, but I'm just going to put it know, out there. I know who the Holy Spirit is and I used to be afraid he'd go talking to me. <laughs> so he had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and then he he was converted, you know. And then, you know, after he, he, he was converted, he was going around to people's, you know, to, from city to city, preaching the word of God and uh, and for in some places he would get there and they would welcome him you know people would you know listen to him and then you there was some of them would get converted and then in some places you'll have some hardcore you know um, opposers who you know for some reason or the other would not want to you know would not want him to be there and they'll chase him out of town. So you find such behaviors, you know, sometimes there's just a few things that happened recently that, you know, made me think about Mm. the scripture, you know, and how things can happen. And sometimes things happen, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a a simple view, you think, oh, probably they didn't agree. And then, you know, if you don't agree with my opinion, you might walk off, you know, and do it. But then, you know, what moved them is not actually that they disagreed with Paul, but it was because Paul was being, was successful with what he was doing. You know, people were, were listening and were being convinced by his argument. So they could not put out such an argument themselves. So what me- what happened? So they went and gathered people who were rough, some rough characters. You know, we we have sorts in Nigeria. I don't know if you, you know we have to, You know, you go to the they, they're always at the parks, and you know, and you just kind of like put them in your car. You know, just give them a little money, and you know, they go out and they cause you know chaos. So, and this was what they did. They went and spoke to those people, and then you know they went and they cause an opera and they assaulted, you know, the house where Paul was staying. And this is, a, so you find that this happened all through, you know, in the, in the, in the story. And, you know, it got to a point where Paul was so upset that he said, you know what, I'm done. There was a city where he went, listen, I'm done, you know, and something, you know, but then something happened in Acts 18 where, you know, the Lord spoke to him in the night, you know, in the Bible records that in a vision and he says, be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee and no man shall set on thee to hold thee, for I have much people in this city. You know, from a physical point of view, Paul would not know that there are people who actually are for him, mm. you know. But, you know, spiritual God is saying to him, listen, don't be afraid of all this noise that is going on around you, of this opera and all of these gatherings and people making noise and, you know, all of that. He said, Keep doing what you're doing. Do not hold your peace. Keep speaking. Mm. You know, and something you know, and sometimes if you're making a change in a, in a particular you know situation, or if you're speaking about a particular you know thing or subject that people don't want to listen to, mm. you get such behavior. You find people who would want to twist your words. You know, 
play on you know all kinds of things you know media they have the love they, they have the ability to gather men like that to mm-hmm. to come together so mm-hmm. that's you know so you say, hold yeah, strong exactly <laughs> you know they, they, yeah. they, they have the ability to gather and say oh you know like let's let's make her uncomfortable let's do this to you know like let's do this let's run her out of you know out of town and stuff like that but then when you read the bible if you you know someone like I, I just read and I I'm calm because things like that has happened before thousands mm. and thousands of years you know and yet you know all of these people none of them were actually mentioned none of them was given a name there were groups but only Paul was given a name do you understand what I'm trying to say to you so only Paul was given a name and it's only Paul that we still talk about it's only Paul and Saul you know his other name was Saul that we still name our children after up until this day so you know we you, and the only thing that can give you that confidence is if you know the word of God because if you're looking at what's happening around you you might be terrified and go oh but then mm. the Bible tells you something, it's a different story. It says, keep doing what you're doing, you know. Don't worry about these people. None of them is going to hurt you, you know. That's what, you know. I mean, it's a, in, in today's terms, you could argue, well, certainly for you, it's your self-help guide. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, I went through a phase of reading a lot of self-help books and, how, you know, but even that, I suppose that's what I mean. It's this, if you could modernize some of those, because to me, they are archetypal stories um, and archetypal people and scenarios and situations and that reminder to always speak your truth you know uh, in in the face of adversity adversity you've got to you know stay true and stay strong and that's what I hear from that well yeah as opposed to you know um, I I don't I I believe in Jesus but I don't believe in him as the, the this deity I believe he was a man I believe you know but he's also this again an archetypal person <laughs> um so i think there's there's just there is a lot to learn or be reminded from but i just i would for me i would have to remove the church from that um and how does that feel for you when somebody you know uh, like i i as i said i grew up in a christian household in a catholic household mm-hmm. um and it's you know i i don't I don't judge anybody, anybody's faith or how they how they manage themselves. But I am amused. And that's why I think I prompted you to talk about it today, because it's not a cool topic. It's not like, hey, you know, um, but it is very valid. And it is it 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 supports a lot of people in their lives still. Um, but how how does it feel when, you know, let's say somebody like me who I've you know, I did my 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 communion, my confirmation, I did all of it and I chose for my children not to go I didn't want them to go to a school because to me the 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 gaps and how it was being taught felt more I just I couldn't stand behind it I couldn't um but I would offer these teachings in a sense <laughs> how does that does that feel like I would you know not, not that you've said it's something that I'll think about but can I just say sometimes it breaks my heart mm-hmm. can I tell you why because I I feel that you know, whatever it is that has made you to feel that I've I've sat with people who would, you know, I know that they go to church, you know, uh, uh, but then you know when we're talking about God and all of that, they they're reluctant to say I actually go to church or 
my mother goes to church, you know, although they say that reluctantly. And that's because they're afraid mm. that other people would think them not to be cool. And that's not right either. I, I, that's no. not, not right. No. And I, it makes me feel so sad, yeah. you know. And I'm like, how has it gotten that? We have to mm. be, you know, like silent, exactly. Our, yeah. You know, in our belief that mm. you know, like I have to, you know, for me to say that I'm a Christian and for me to, you know, mm-hmm. declare what I what I believe on my faith, then I have to look unco- like somebody would, you know, mm. probably ostracize me or whatever the case may be, and that makes me so. And then when you said something about I can't take away your decision about, but sometimes I say to people, why don't you let your child? The same way you you went through it and you decided for yourself. Mm-hmm. Why don't you let your child go through it and decide for themselves? Do you know, um, a child could go and say, you know, mom, I'm not interested in this. And another one might go and find, you know, if you have children have different. In my country, we say that every a, a womb gives birth to so many children but then they have different cheese that they have different gods you know like mm-hmm. you, your tummy just gives way to them the rest of them is just everything else is just you know different so one child might like that and another child might not so it's best to let them make that decision for themselves you know and another child might be just the most thrilling thing that they went through so for me, I would just say, let the children make the decision by themselves even if it's something that you don't understand because you know there's always this general theme that I find, you know, I've, I've noticed living, I don't want to go into living in Ireland and all that, no. but I've noticed that people just tend to feel the same at the same time. And I'm like, how can we all feel the same thing at the same, like, how can we grouply think and set it all, you know, in a group feel this way and in a group feel that. And that's because no one wants to be the outsider. Mm. Everyone wants to be in on one particular thing. And we just have to learn to be us you know, and be authentic in our feelings mm. and in our emotions and go like, this is this is it. Uh, I, I, I don't mind all that, but then the most important thing is that the Bible is quite accessible as it is. Yes, I know that sometimes some stories can be, I've seen some stories that have, some Bible stories that I would read that have been simplified, you know, um, I've seen them in schools uh, and sometimes it's simplified to the extent where you missed the story. Exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, why did they do you know what I mean? It's like it's devoid yeah. of the point. Yeah, yeah. so uh, that, that, that's another. Bring back the theologians <laughs> and the <laughs> That's another, another thing. But I, I think the best thing is to, uh, maybe maybe another way of looking at this rather than actually, yeah, there might be a bit of writing there, but actually maybe having people, if now schools are so opposed to, Religion that you can't even suggest to have people go into schools and teach the Bible as a story in itself. Mm. Like I don't mind going into a school and teaching the story of Esther as a story. Like like let's go through the story of Esther and see what happens and then ask questions and all of that. But then the schools are so because it's all about character. What it teaches is just character building. Character That's building. all. Yeah, yeah. It just teaches you character building to be. Mm. to be who you are, you know, to believe in yourself, you know, no matter who you are, no matter what it is that you're going through. It's just, you know, sometimes I just, like, uh, some people, you know, I'll just hear certain people who want something and they go, oh, people accepting. I'm like, why do you need someone to accept you? Mm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. that's the main question is, why do you even think you need someone to accept you for what you like as a person? You don't need that. That's, that's, one and then two you know uh, uh, we can build from there you know like you don't actually need someone to 
to no. have other people authenticate you or validate you. Yeah, you, we're yeah, looking yeah. for likes on exactly. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, you don't actually do me that. That's for me. That's where the core problem is. You know. Yeah. So, like ninety something percent of Christians don't actually read the Bible. Mm. They don't. Yeah, there's a rote kind of. Yeah. You know, you arrive yeah. to mass. You, you, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. the, you mumble whatever. your prayers. You throw on some holy water, and you're home again, yeah. watching whatever. And, and you know. the little portion they teach you is not the full story. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's, it's a lot of people don't actually get to read the Bible. Mm. If when you when, when you take your time to study the Bible, it changes you completely. Manual. I, yeah, I, li- I like the manual <laughs> idea. Manual for life. I have three very small questions that were part of the series. And I think you kind of almost answered one of them already. But um, what are you sorry you didn't start earlier? And I think mm. you m- maybe mentioned you were sorry you didn't go to the Bible earlier. But yeah. is there anything you're sorry you didn't start earlier? Oh, my gosh. No. What am I sorry you didn't start earlier? Maybe writing. Mm. Maybe writing. Oh, maybe not sorry, but I, I wish I, I had known that I could, you know, it was something that even came to my mind. Not that I knew that I could do it. No, it was a case that I never even thought about mm. it as, as, you know, as, as something to do, uh, like as a, as a career path. Yeah. So maybe if that had come to me a little bit earlier in life, maybe, yeah. Okay. yeah but um, yeah. And what are you sorry you didn't give up earlier? Hmm. Okay. Interesting. What am I sorry that I didn't give up? Ah, a particular relationship. <laughs> I'm going to details for yeah. Uh, that came to my mind immediately just okay. I didn't want to say it. That's all right. <laughs> I can't play around her. But yeah. And what think. are you most proud of to date? Okay. Of course. That would be um you know my daughter. Mm. And of course, um, my my how far I've come in terms of the word of God and all of that. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. And and your own work, I would assume. That would be third in line. <laughs> that's, that's, you, you have such incredible yeah. work out in the world. Yeah. Um, I would hope you're very yeah. proud of that. I am. But, you know, like things... Um, Things like that, I just believe that, you know, they are replaceable. Okay. There are other things that are not replaceable. Mm. Uh, we haven't spoken about your work and, um, you know, we can we can find you online and we can find your work, uh, which is amazing and beautiful. And maybe just quickly you'll let us know where you are in, in your work at the moment. Oh, just little things here and there that I'm doing. Uh, has this supported? I think sometimes it, it makes me, I, like I, I enjoy reading it more than I enjoy doing my own thing. <laughs> so sometimes I think, yeah, but, you know, I, I don't mind it because it is, it, um, it stabilizes me in mm. a sense. It's almost like when you need to, when you get to a space where you're, you know, rather than picking up the phone and calling someone and saying, oh, da, 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 I do is I go to the Bible and I read up something and I'm like, okay, and I get that sense, you know, that Calm. good feeling, that calmness. And then, I, you know, I can I can proceed there. So I think sometimes I do, if someone is looking at those, I spend much more time in this, but it's just because I needed to, to get through, you know, um, stuff and just to to be to to stabilize me in a sense yeah Mm. thank you (laughs) 
I I love that you are this amazing writer and professional woman in the world, and 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 you've you've opened this part of yourself, which yeah, you know, let's be clear, Christianity isn't cool, you know, but I think it's 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 a very honest and valid conversation, and you know, it may support others to either go back to the Bible or be reminded of. Um, there are supportive <laughs> stories or paragraphs, however you want to look at it, supportive things in there. Um, and I think it's, it's um, well, as I said, I, you know, my own choices are my own choices and that's it. But I think it's, um, I think it's really great that you brought this to the table and that your hindsight has been, yeah, your, your spiritual growth through, um, through this manual for life we call the bible <laughs> i know and you know like there's just been it's just been so like i want to it's just been so long that we have actually you know opened up this kind of this area and it just makes me and thank you for making that possible thank you for even being interested in it enough <laughs> because it's something that a lot of people do not have patience for you know um, but I, I think is a is a beautiful thing. I think that sometimes it, it just makes you know for especially for us who are mothers, it makes if if there is something that we can do to make our children stronger, you know, to be able to navigate the world better, you know, why not? Mm. You know, and um, for me, I think that that's just a way for us as women, even, you know, it's, it's we know how pretty hard the world is to navigate. Yeah, well, I mean, know? you're working on yourself, which is the best thing you can <laughs> offer your child when uh, they yes. see you get stronger. And, yeah. and you know, that yeah. that's the best thing we can do for yeah. the world at large and, you know, our own smaller communities yes. is to work on ourselves and work on that inner God and that inner, yeah. you know, and as you said, you, what really what all religions are saying is love. Let's yeah. let's face it. That's yeah, as, absolutely. As, as difficult and you know uh, like when it's not difficult it's just been so much yeah. divisions and all mm. of that that we have we started to see each other differently and we don't even you know like the basic thing it's just, mm. just just so much so much has happened and, and we've just kind of let it slide that it's almost like this, the walls have been built there mm. so so high that it's hard to break it all down but then the basic thing is just when you read these things and you, you you know you listen to the and then you understand characters as well and then mm. when someone comes to you with something negative or something you know your instant but if you're not attuned to these things if you've not been taught you might react you yeah, yeah you react or then you take it as face value value mm. but then when you you attuned to this you know this doesn't sound right this does I can't even tell you not like, <laughs> so much so much <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And come find me over in Hindsight Conversations on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.